why not use an angiotensin agonist to control blood pressure instead of an antagonist? Well, this is possible, according to Thomas Unger, who told me how at the hypertension meeting in Milan. I asked him about compound 21 and A2 receptor stimulation, and why he's been looking into this area of research. You mentioned already the two key issues. One is the A2 receptor and one is compound 21. Compound 21 is an agonist, not an antagonist, an agonist of the A2 receptor. So it stimulates the A2 receptor in a pharmacological fashion that it, it stimulates much stronger than what angiotensin at normal concentrations in the blood or in the tissues, mostly in the blood, can do. And I think this is the first advantage that we have with this compound that it stimulates this elusive receptor so much so that the receptor so to speak cannot escape anymore. You described AT2 as an elusive receptor. AT1 is frequently antagonized isn't it? So why did you come up with the idea of, of an agonist for this? We and others had found in the past that the effects mediated by the AT2 receptor are quite different from those of the AT1 receptor, whereas the AT1 receptor would induce vasoconstriction or renal salt and water re reduction or retention, also inflammation and proliferation, hypertrophy, so mainly pathophysiological changes that we would like to antagonize in a therapeutic fashion. The AT2 receptor is quite different in that it has opposite actions in terms of anti-proliferation, anti-inflammation and on the other hand also regenerative actions especially in the neural system, in the, in the brain and in the peripheral nervous system. Now you've been doing some investigations of these different effects. Can you tell me what you've done? We have done investigations for many years and I can tell you sometimes they were quite frustrating because the expression of the AT2 receptor is normally very, very low except for some specific organs like some in the brain and maybe the adrenal gland and the uterus. But when it comes to injury that can be ischemic or traumatic injury or hypoxic injury, then the AT2 receptor is sometimes dramatically upregulated and then it has its effects. And our question was always, why is this the case? Why comes the AT2 receptor when it, it has to protect something, when there is injury, when regeneration is necessary and we need something like this? So this was our basic thought and then we thought, well, if this is a beneficial system, can we not stimulate it more? and not antagonize it, as we do in the case of the AT1 receptor. So and that was the basic idea. And what exactly is your compound 21? Where did it come from? It comes from Sweden and was developed by a team of chemists in Uppsala, uh, near Stockholm. And they have been working on chemical small compounds that interfere with angiotensin 81 and 82 receptors and since they are quite knowledgeable in the field they were also able to manipulate these drugs so that now we have an agonist of the 82 receptor. Now why should practicing hypertension specialists take an interest in this because as I understand from your talk it doesn't reduce hypertension absolutely interesting question. Why am I going to a hypertension meeting? Well, I think the renal angiotensin system is so much um, connected to hypertension that whatever you do in this system, it has some bearing on the renal angiotensin and hypertension at the same time. And of course, one of the 
developments that we think about is a combination of an 81 antagonist and 82 agonist in one molecule. This would take care of the blood pressure as well and reduce blood pressure by the compound 81 antagonist, but have some beneficial protective effects by the 82 agonist. But this 82 stimulation with your compound 21 does seem to do some extremely interesting things like controlling inflammation as strongly as steroids. Yeah, so the strength is uh, in the range of uh, corticosteroids, not as strong as dexamethasone, uh, but in the range of hydrocortisone. That's true. And it's, on the other hand, not a steroid with all the side effects that you could expect from steroids. So maybe there we have an option going not only into cardiovascular field, but also into the field of rheumatism, of derma, uh, dermatology, of, let's say, diseases like psoriasis, scleroderma, and others. And you also seem to have done some pretty dramatic experiments with mice in neuronal regeneration with the simulated spinal cord injury. We did uh, experiments with uh, spinal cord injury. So this is a classical experiment to test for compounds that may be helpful in this dreadful disease. And so what we do basically is we compress the spinal cord, which causes injury, inflammation, whatever. And then we observe the regeneration, functional regeneration, regeneration of uh, the nerves or the spinal cord in these animals. So that means how long does it take until they come back to normal walking, normal movements of their limbs and so on. And what did you find? Uh, 82 stimulation with compound 21 was very good. It increased from the very beginning the uh, regeneration and the animals came back to normal earlier and they were much stronger. You made a claim that there is possibly protection of quite a wide range of organs. What do you mean by that? Well, in, if you think about hypertension, most people will think about the kidney and the heart and maybe if they have an interest in stroke, also the brain. Of course, those are the main target organs for hypertension. But in our case, what we address is a basic inflammatory process which may take place in the vessels, in the kidney, in the heart, but also in the nervous system and in other organs. So if you go for this, you probably go to the roots of uh, pathophysiology in these processes. And actually, we don't know at the present time where our first indication will be. These things are all very exciting, but what do you think doctors should be taking home from these developments? Doctors should know first that the, the times of the development of true antihypertensives with nothing else are over. Antihypertensives are hardly developed anymore, even not by the big international companies. What companies and what we in academia look for is compounds that have additional effects. They may lower blood pressure, but they may also not, because we can take care of that. But then they may have additional effects against atherosclerosis, against thrombotic disease, against chronic inflammation, which is the background of so many pathologies. And this is actually what we are looking for. That was Thomas Unger from the Charité Medical University in Berlin, talking to me at the European Meeting on Hypertension in Milan. For Esch Online Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.